Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. So I'm so excited about this topic. It is um, one that is really important for young women. We're doing, by the way, um, different topics on this podcast. If you're a new listener, we have love, marriage, inspiration, parenting, homeschooling, um, daily organization, all things that are related to women and helping us to become better versions of ourselves and to grow. And the three main topics I'm constantly asked about lately are love, parenting, and homeschooling. So I will be jumping between those with a sprinkle of inspirational, um, suggestive podcasts in between. So um, today we are going to be talking about love and more specifically, what women need to focus on in order to find a spouse. Beginner tips, let's just say the bottom line building blocks, ABCs of finding a spouse that you should not go into the deep stuff until you've taken care of this stuff first. So if you don't already know while you're listening, you wanna comment, you wanna question, Instagram's the best way. And uh, for my website, guys, www.mindful-muslima.com. We are currently revamping it, so you will not find every single document I'm referring to right now. If you do want to email me for any particular request, I will put my email in the description box and shout out to add it. Okay, diving right in. Tip number one. Before getting to know your spouse, get to know yourself. It's so true. So many people do not realize that they don't really know who they are or what they want. And sometimes we have a general idea, but not until we've really sat with ourselves alone or maybe written out in a notebook do we really, really know. It's hard to know what to look for in someone else when you don't have a complete grip on who you are. So I have a couple questions to kind of get your head thinking and so you could ask when you're all alone. But for the interest of time, I'm not going to go into why they're important. But I will say that these are important because they are going to give you a better idea of who to look for when you know who you are. Number one, what is your greatest passion or joy? Number two, what really gets your blood boiling? Number three, do you accept yourself? Why or why not? Number four, which problems are you likely to confront head on and which are you likely to avoid? Number five, what mistakes have you made in life? Six, how many children do you want to have and why? And I will pause right here and say the mistakes part is more because sometimes we are interviewing guys kind of to see if we want to marry them, but we don't remember that we have a lot of mistakes too. So kind of re-going through your inventory of mistakes helps to humble you and make you realize that like not everybody's perfect. And the thing with the children is sometimes people do not discuss children, how many they want to have, if they want to have them at all, career, school, they don't talk in detail about where they want to live what they want to finish and sometimes these things are the reasons that marriage don't survive guys to be honest so make sure you have these thoughts and you know what you want and the last one i'll mention is do i have a growth mindset and the reason i ask about growth mindset is because the person who does have one they're going to be better at fixing problems i see a lot of marriages where the two people just look at each other and they think it's a dead end and i'm just like gosh guys you didn't even Look at all these solutions that I could think of right here. So what happens is a growth mindset person will look at every obstacle as challenges challenges that they can overcome strategically if they just put their mind to it. As opposed to someone who just gets frustrated, angry, gives up, and blames the other person, which happens a lot in a marriage. So just to let you know, if you're both having growth mindset, it is so helpful. So tip number two, before expecting an amazing spouse, make sure 
you're an amazing spouse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, he will give um, one type of a believer to another type of believer. So sometimes we want people that are better than what we are. And that's not really fair. And, you know, they have this saying for managers that like when managers are looking for employees, they always have like this long list of stuff that they must have. But they have to instead first ask themselves, are you all those things? When you say I want somebody who's honest, on time, reliable, you know, skillful, whatever. Like, are you all those things? Because if you're not, I mean, it's not so fair to expect everyone else to be, right? So please, in the meantime, while you are quote unquote looking for a spouse, stop looking for a spouse and focus on yourself internally and your relationship with Allah. That alone will have someone brought your way that is closer to who you are. And to be honest, that's exactly what happened to my daughter. We, I had given her this advice. She went and spent like almost a year. It doesn't mean it'll take you a year, but she had spent almost a year just between herself and Allah. And out of nowhere, Allah brought the most amazing man for her. You know, like just like the Quran says, from which you do not know, like which, from where you don't know, he will bring this barakah. And that's exactly what happened because she was really toiling and doing the right thing. So definitely, definitely think about that. Num- tip number three. Things that begin well end well, guys, and things that begin badly end badly. And this is kind of my ploy for like haram dating and why not to do it because the truth is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to bless it. He's not going to bless your marriage long term. And the other thing is, um, you know, we're taught in the sunnah that the relationships that we have, they're just not going to have barakah. And, and then I will, I will say this, <laughs> guys, if he turns his back on his own creator, right? to chase his emotions and his love and his feeling and whatever for you. If he does that to him, well, what is he going to do to you when your marriage isn't going so well? I'm sorry, there are plenty of women out there in person or via online. Do you really want to risk your life on someone who doesn't fear Allah when he does something wrong? And that's the truth. And I'm just going to keep it so real for you right there because so many women who are married can relate to that. So you want to make sure you find someone who is the right person. You do in the right way that Allah says. There is a reason it's that way. is for our protection. I mean, uh, tip number four, ask the right questions. Oh my goodness. Like one of my pet peeves is like people like ask poor interview questions and it's kind of like even worse for a marriage. Cause that's like a really serious contract, right? So people ask questions all the time that are just so easy to fake the answers for. I mean, we need to get a little more creative. Like for example, if you and you're sitting down and you're asking the, the brother, um, do you pray? Or are you religious? What do you think they're going to say? Exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, people are always going to put their best foot forward. What do we expect from them? It just makes perfect sense. So we have to be more creative with our questions. For example, instead of asking a question like that, we need to ask a question first by thinking, what do I want to know? Will this question really help me find that out? And if not, think about one that could. So for, squash that question. Obviously, we want to find out if they're religious and they pray. So I'll give you a better question. Instead, ask, do you pray on time? And then when they say yes, then you follow up by asking, okay, what time was Fajr this morning? Ta-da. Yeah, they can't answer that unless they woke up for Fajr, right? And if they didn't wake up for Fajr, then they don't pray on time because Fajr is a huge one to miss. You can almost be categorized as a, as a, as a non-believer for missing Fajr, especially intentionally. So what happens is you have to think about how can I take that question and put it in a way where someone might actually have to answer it honestly. Another thing I like to do is I like to ask um, 
like uh, scenarios instead of questions like um, if such and such happened like what would your response be and it'll give you more information on the person it won't always like you know make sure that they don't lie at all but it'll give you get them talking more as opposed to like one word answers yes or no's or something like that or a couple word answers so it definitely gets to get a little bit deeper into the way that they think so tip number five understand when you marry someone you marry their family as well yeah you marry them all so if you don't like their family then that might be a long-term problem for you because some men are very attached to their mothers and some people will tell you that and they really care about what their moms think or their fathers think and when it comes to opinions and their parents giving opinions sometimes they take them over their spouses and that's the honest truth and everybody would like to say that they are, that's not going to happen to them but sometimes it does and then sometimes also um, the spouse that we're going to marry they end up becoming just like their, their parents like maybe just like their dad or their mom because they're raised by them and they were modeled all along we do the same thing guys we might not think we're like our parents but there might be some traits we have that definitely are so the point is take a look at their parents and think about their character traits and say hmm maybe that's what that person's character trait might be like or they've been influenced by that and keep that in the back of your mind because it's really really helpful okay the other one is tip number six what are your non-negotiables what are you not willing to give up? I would say this is super key, guys. What are you not willing to give up? And what do you feel your marriage must have? Because at the end of the day, you have to know, like, where is the line drawn in terms of, like, where you might have to look to divorce? And if you don't know what are you're like, or, like, even into not getting married at all, like, if this person cheats or lies or they they look at something horrible on the internet that they shouldn't be looking at regularly or they smoke or they drink or whatever you know whatever it could be they could just be flirtatious i mean they could be racist i mean like we don't know what quality it is but whatever it is about you that's like you're in like no no they cannot have that know what it is guys know it and live by it and then the the other one is the same thing with the must-haves let's say you must be able to finish school after you get married he cannot stop you or you must be able to work outside if that's your passionate non-negotiable you have to bring that up in conversation but you can't do that till you know what it is first okay so just to recap so far then we have one more tip number one is get to know yourself before you know your spouse tip number two is before expecting an amazing spouse be one yourself tip number three is to obviously not get involved in a haram relationship because what begins um unwell will will not end so well right and number four ask the right questions get more creative ask ones that just aren't yes or no or black or white or whatever number five we just went over it which is um you're marrying their family you're not just marrying them six was about the non-negotiables the things you're not willing to give up and number seven, ta, 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 um, focus less on looks and love and more on the two things that will let you know your marriage will last a lifetime, which are them having fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and them having a growth mindset. These two things will get you through the tough times where they might be weak to choose something else that is against your marriage or not in favor of your marriage and kind of ruin it. So what do I mean by following Allah? Well, that's the thing. If he is fearing Allah, if he fears Allah, then he will fear doing haram even when you're not there. He won't do it for you. He'll just, and then he'll also possibly look to the Quran and Sunnah, not his personal 
like opinions and desires when it comes to solving a problem. He'll look in the right place for the answers. And then he'll be more ready, you know, to self-sacrifice or be willing to compromise to please Allah and you. And this is exactly what we'd want. And we'd, and we'd want to do the same for, the, for our spouse. And a person with a growth mindset is the other thing you want. Why? Because they are less likely to fight with you and, and play the blame game. People with a growth mindset are positive and productive. That means more of a chance that they won't run around on you or divorce you when things get tough. You don't, You need to know who you're married to, guys. It's not healthy. And, you know, we all want a better life. We're looking out for these qualities could really, really increase our chances of that. So next podcast we're going to have, we're going to talk about how to identify if you have a growth mindset and and that in another spouse, how if your spouse has a growth mindset, because it is going to be key in knowing whether or not they're going to last the long haul, or they're going to be super negative. All right. So thank you so much. Again, if you have any comments and questions, let me know on Instagram. I'll talk to you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum.